Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Hi, welcome back to Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Joy Francis of Joy Fit World. She is a super fit entrepreneur, mom, and doer extreme. Today, she's going to be sharing her story with us as well as diving into some of her misadventures and adventures while being an entrepreneur and a doer. So Joy, I would love for you to give us an introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you've been. Well, hi. Um, Thank you for having me on, Georgie. Um, My name is Joy, Joy Francis. Full name is Joycelyn, but you can call me Joy for short. All right. Don't mess it up and say Jocelyn. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, I'm a mom of two boys. I'm a fitness coach. Um, I'm also... uh, I wear many hats as women, you know, we wear many hats. So it's just all like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I could list all the things that I do, all the, the, the projects that I'm on. But um, for now, let's just stick to that. The mom and the fitness coach is what my, my life or most, most of my life is based on and doing, you know, just trying to build a fitness business and, you, you know, being an entrepreneur in that world and that space. Um, I like hiking, you know, that's one of the things I like doing. So that's what I do in my spare time. Nice. And what got you into fitness? What made you um, choose that as your route? Ooh, girl, we're going deep. <laughs> we're going to go deep with this. Uh, what got me into fitness was, um, then I'll have to tell you a short little story. When I was growing up as a child, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. So for me, I needed an escape when I was a kid. So I did a lot of hiking. We lived in the, you know, Trinidad, in the Caribbean. And you know, in the Caribbean, there's lots of um, mm-hmm. forested areas. So it's <laughs> not really city type life. So, you know, we lived in that type of rural type area. So we would always be walking up and down some hill, going, searching for fruits and, and, and mangoes mostly. So, um, you know, the active part of my lifestyle you know, was already there. I didn't know it was something that I would end up into, but because I had those traumas and, and, you know, the depression and PTSD and anxiety as an adult, a young adult, it had me searching for a place to put that anger, to put that energy and fitness became the thing. I started off with, um, walking, but well, first of all, I started off with basketball. I used to play basketball <laughs> with just go on the court, a bunch of guys on the court. I'm the only girl. Hey, I want to play. And, you know, I would go and play basketball. So anything that came with movement, I started to do. And um, eventually people would look, you know, people see you and say, hey, you know, you look, why don't you teach people how to, you know, exercise? Like you're very good at it. Um, that's over 10 years ago. Uh, you're very good at it. And, you know, for a while I thought about it. And I've always been 
you know, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur at heart. So it's something that was easy for me. I really ne never liked working a nine to five and being confined to that type of schedule. Um, so it was very easy to say, okay, let me see how, how, um, you know, how this works out, teaching other people to do the thing that I love. And that has helped me, you know, cope with my depression, anxiety, and PTSD. So that was a long, long story. <laughs> Wow, that is um, really powerful. And it wasn't a long story. Trust me, we have people that talk long story. Um, but that's really good that you found an outlet to overcome because that is truly the key is overcoming and then pushing past it as well as assisting others to push past um, and, and, and achieve as well. Mm -hmm. And so now you've transitioned that into a career. So do you say that like did you have any other options for careers before this oh, um wow. and have you ever you know stepped outside of fitness to do anything you know accountant by day fitness coach by night <laughs> <laughs> uh, so were there any other career paths or did you do anything other um uh, professionally otherwise um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yes i actually i did a lot of things and and you know i know you probably know this georgie as an entrepreneur you do many things you yeah. start off <laughs> dipping your hands in plenty pots and then you're like okay this is the one i really like and then you stick to this one for the 90 percent of your time um for me beside fitness when i started doing fitness for me to help cope with you know the depression anxiety and the ptsd fitness was my personal thing like you couldn't get me to train anybody else this was my <laughs> thing this was my private personal time me you know and um I was doing photography at that time so I would you know that was another thing I was into I was doing photography I would do small um you know friends and family events and you know got paid and I was like oh this is a thing I had a website and everything you know <laughs> again doing the adventures of entrepreneurship and um when I think at that time, that was, I talking about 10 plus years ago, you know, photography was a thing and it was like a saturated thing. It still is, you know, just like any other thing you try to get into. And it was, um, I wouldn't say hard to really stand out, but for me getting online at that time, I wasn't really comfortable. So it was just always word of mouth, word of mouth. I didn't really share images, you know, that type of things. So well, while I was doing the photography, I worked at um, the airport, Newark Airport, um, doing passenger service check-in with Lufthansa, which is the German airline that flies out of Newark. Um, before that, I worked at the United Nations bookstore. I love books. You know, it was just those types of jobs that was easy and flexible for me. Nice. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, I, correct, I, I, I resonate really well with that, all of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once it had the flexibility, I mean, at the time I had one son. So for me, the most important thing that it was, hey, is this job going to take me away from picking my kid up from school? Because, you know, coming from uh, Trinidad, it's all my family is in Trinidad. So one, it's just me, my husband, and the kid. So really and truly, we didn't have much options in terms of really doing something way past school time. So somebody had to be the one to, hey, get a job that's flexible and you're able to be home to pick the kid up, you know. Um, yeah, so those were my, some of my adventures that I did back in the days. Nice. And I just want to point out to the audience how 
many, 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 almost ever. I don't think I know of any entrepreneur that, you know, just did like their business, especially in the early stages, because money needs to be made. Yes. Uh, you need to have food in your belly, uh-huh. a place to sleep so that you could be a productive entrepreneur out there. Yep, yep. As All well right. as like, I think there's a, uh, uh, what, what, what I want to call it, um, a trend around shaming entrepreneurs that still work or still do side hustles mm. or even have a full-time job. Because a couple months ago or weeks ago, actually, there was an interview on Shark Tank where um, the black female founder of an applesauce company, she was almost scrutinized for for having a full-time job as her day job still while trying to build this company and it the reality is she couldn't quit her day job and just launch this full-time because she had you know monster feed people to take care of expenses and that is the reality for most entrepreneurs specifically entrepreneurs um, from diverse backgrounds or from families that don't have the um, funds or don't have the savings to just say okay I'm gonna just quit my job and focus on it so on it. Mm-hmm. this trend that's oh quit your job just focus on entrepreneurship or making right. you feel like you're little <laughs> for doing you know mad, a lot of side hustles you know walk the dog do instacart yeah. um do lift DoorDash, uber er, anything that you can and because at the end of the day as long as you're building your company and still following your dreams and living the best life you possibly can you're doing right there's no wrong or right way right. to do it yeah so. that's correct um i forgot to mention this word this was a this was the, actually the first when i first came to america this was probably the first side hustle i did um was multi-level marketing we did um quickster amway it's called amway too so that was the, <laughs> that was that was one of the things that we first did they sell products you know that type of thing and as you say you know like if you if you're not born into a rich family who's got it like that you can't just up and say i quit this job and go do entrepreneurship full time you literally have to you know kind of toil the soil and 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 get to that point and you might have different side hustles and it's okay you know the shaming thing like I don't even pay attention to that but it's okay as long as you put i always tell people listen my parents didn't have it like that, so <laughs> I got to do the work. Exactly. And, and uh, even if folks, you know, even if you do have it like that, just be mindful that quitting just out of nowhere and not having some type of something to live on. And, you know, they also fantasize, oh, I was eating ramen noodles. Well, uh, listen, ramen noodles is not as nice as we try to make it sound. Nope. It is a last <laughs> L-A-S-T resort. If you have options, keep your options open. Yeah. Specifically when, you know, because if you have a operating on a ramen noodle diet and four hours of sleep will not make you a, a, the best entrepreneur, the best founder, the best leader you can. Yep. Operating with eight plus hours of sleep, Mm-hmm. food you know plant-based healthy Nourish. protein nourished meals mm-hmm. you will get to that that point faster and then you can actually successfully quit and know you have somewhere to go somewhere you've built somewhere that's generating revenue somewhere that have customers yeah. you suggest oh yes i couldn't quit now i'm done yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta have a plan <laughs> gotta have a plan mm-hmm so now I want to shift the conversation a little bit to talk about, uh, you know, your, your misadventure. Um, and you were telling me the story previously about, you know, selling stuff on the streets and just, you know, growing up in Trinidad. Could you talk a little bit about those entrepreneurial adventures just, you know, to make it? Well, um, growing up, wow. We, um, my dad, I mean, 
God rest his soul. He's he's now passed away four years. And um, he basically, for some reason, I, you know, back in the days, you didn't call it entrepreneurship. You call it survival. <laughs> you know? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it wasn't fancy word. It was just, hey, you got to survive. So whatever trees that we had in our yard, as we would call it, you know, you know, they would call it, um, you know, your property. Whatever <laughs> trees, it's mango trees, chenna trees. I think they call it guinea um you know different types of trees even fig trees with bananas we would you know pick them cut them off and go on the side of um you know like the main street where all the cars was passing and people would stop and like I never looked at it even as a child doing that I never looked at it as something shameful it was real fun like you know (laughs) standing by the road and all these cars passing and some will stop and they'll buy you know give you a five dollars a dollar bill and you know pick a bunch of chenets or a bag of the sorrow we had you know sorrel too as an and peas pigeon peas as well and um you know it was just the thing now looking back at it I'm like whoa that was entrepreneurship you know that was basically building my foundation of um you know to come even at teenage years I would um do <laughs> I remember doing um faxing typing and what else like anything to do with computers for people I have all those um business cards from cards from back in the day i would have my name the services i offer and my phone number so you can call me right mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was like this little thing and i know people probably looked at me and laugh and be like oh what is this this i'm like this is my business <laughs> <laughs> this is my business so even all through those times like i didn't even realize what i was I didn't even realize hey it was entrepreneurship it was hey this is something i'm doing on the side to to to, um, you know, make money at the same time. For me, I started working at 15, 15, like working a job, job at 15, 14 or 15, um, you know, in a store in Trinidad. And then um, I did a, a place where they would have um, Calypso nights, um, mass camp, we used to call the mass camp pub. And at 15, I was working and going to school. I was going to school in the day, working Friday, Saturday, no, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in the night. Wow. And yeah, it was a thing. At, at that time, I had, uh, you know, my big sister. She's the eldest, and she we, we lived with her, me and my younger sister. And in order for, like, I wanted my younger sister to have, like, the opportunity to be able to just go to school, not have any worries. And I decided I'll be the one to help my sister. While she works, I'm going to work too. I'm going to go to school and work and help her, <laughs> you know, with... um paying bills and, and that type of things. So it, it's just been something that, you know, people say, oh, well, it's in my blood. Well, yeah, it probably is in my blood, but it wasn't called entrepreneurship. It was called getting by, surviving, and just getting to the next day and to the next, you know, month and, and year, as, as we would say. So. Wow. Um, and that's so important to mention, right? Because a lot of folks Again, let's talk, just going back to the shaming, right? The shaming of, oh, you're doing this little side hustle. You're doing, you know, that's not enough. You should be doing more or that's not legit or just so many dismissive acts and um, yeah, not just like almost disrespectful ways to di- diminish, the yeah. diminishing um, ways people look at the, the, the work. But it's like those experiences allowed you to be the entrepreneur you are today, to be the successful you know, multi-passionate, multi-talented and just like being, you know, 
mom life, wife life, kid, uh, work, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. just like being able to handle all of that. Yeah. That's those it. skills that you learned, you know, selling early, you're um, having a, a job from 15 years old. It, those experiences um, transition into your now older self, more flexible, fit, and like just being able to maneuver this entrepreneurial ecosystem a lot better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and now I want to talk about some of the misadventures you probably have had or adventures so you've had with, with um, Joy Fit World. So let's talk <laughs> a little bit about that. Wow. Uh, when I started joyfit world wow misadventures lots of them um (laughs) i mean a lot of adventures too because my passion and my heart is really to to help people um through movement and really you know help people it's not for me it's not about the weight um it's not about the looking like you would never see me you know half naked on the instagram for likes (laughs) you know it's just it's just not in me that's not what i do it i do it for the mental aspect of it and um you know, when I first started Joy Fit World, it it was hard because one, I was uh, first of all stay at home mom. I didn't like the title, the, the word, because people would be like, "Oh well, you don't work, you don't do anything." I'm like, "Yeah." And listen, enough work <laughs> is happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, stuff is happening. I'm, I'm doing stuff on the side, and I remember I was thinking about this this weekend. You know, um, people would literally send me job offers. Like I asked them that I wanted a job job. They would send me like, um, you know, back in the day they had, they had this thing was career builder. Was it? I forgot the name of the site that had job offers and they would constantly send me, you know, different jobs like, Hey, look this, look that. And I said, I'm like, did I tell you I was looking for a job? <laughs> no, like, is it, did, did I somewhere misrepresent what I'm doing? So they didn't take it as something serious. So, um, it, it felt it, in the beginning, it felt like, whoa, like I questioned myself a lot. Like really and truly you you're doing this, you know, this is a thing. Is this a real people thought they, in their minds, it wasn't a real business, you know, until people also think, especially in this age of social media, if you don't have a million followers, you're not the real thing. Like if you ain't taking photo, <laughs> photos with your laptop on the beach. Right. Yeah, you know, like, listen, I don't, I don't want, and, and then the idea of it, the ideology behind it, like, listen, I, if I'm on the beach, I'm not bringing no laptop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you, we don't know what laptop on the beach. We know what going on the beach to get in the water. Like exactly. that's, that's it period. And for me, you know, like in those early stages was the most trying, trying times because it was like, do you really want to do this? Yes. I really want to help people, but it's like people not taking it, the people closest to you around you, not taking it seriously as a business, so you know, they, they want, oh, well, can you, they, they'll ask you for advice and, and all these things. But in, when it comes to really paying you for the service, they're like, um, well, no, it's not a real business. So I can just take your advice for free and do, <laughs> you know, do it on the side. Um, so that was a real bummer for me in the beginning. Uh, my, you know, my husband was always, you know, supportive and, and been there, like always, um, you know, hey, um, whatever you want to do, do it. 
do it 100%. And he's always been, you know, that support system. And it's really, really important to have that support system as an entrepreneur, even whether it's your parents, you know, cousins, sisters, whoever it may be, because in the early stages, especially if you didn't have a, a you know, like grew up as a teenager, you had some entrepreneurship adventures, like, you know, and you, you decide one day, hey, I want to do this thing. You really need that support because it's going to look pretty on the outside is going to look pretty on the internet you're going to think True. it's going to happen overnight <laughs> but as according to um you know i think i saw this quote somewhere where it says the the overnight success it took 10 to 15 years you're like this is my overnight it took 10 years to get here like you know people don't see the 10 years when you dig in dig in dig in and then they see that oh she just hit the mother load oh she's doing this like they didn't see when i had um i had a, a landing page only my pictures was from my old BlackBerry phone, <laughs> you know, and um, it was blurry and it just these types of things. And then they see now like, oh, wow. But they don't see that progression because they didn't, they didn't um, stick around all through. They just saw, you know, the big bang as they would, as I like to say, the big bang. <laughs> come out and they get excited for that part of your journey um that was one of my i think biggest lessons um misadventure or adventure i would call it because it, it helped me to learn a lot too you know about just sticking to it don't matter what people think no matter what people say no matter what they think you're doing you mm -hmm. know um just continuing to the process and just you know doing the work as i say doing the work doing the work doing the work so true and just to even like follow up to that a bit more it's like the people that will then you know want to celebrate your your wins after you reach a 10-year mark are sometimes often the same people that told you that didn't respect what you were doing to build up to that 10-year mark or didn't acknowledge or didn't support or didn't even pay attention they would say oh you're not doing nothing much you know people yeah. that were dismissive mm -hmm. when you were doing the year one through nine work <laughs> and and now 10 year you go boom they're like oh teach me how to get there and it's like <laughs> yep i was trying to what <laughs> yep yep what are you talking about so just, they see you on the today show and they're like oh i know her i know her, her. <laughs> you don't know nobody no don't, I, what was it i don't know her <laughs> <laughs> yep yep it, it, it's it's um it's an adventure like i mean i just love the, the wording you put it misadventures and adventures because um you know the adventures the good parts i would say would be seeing lives transform seeing people who couldn't do a plank now doing a plank seeing people who couldn't do a push-up because the upper body was so weak that mm -hmm. they, they they're doing a push-up seeing people whose mental state you know they probably was in some type of emotional um, sunken place as i like to call it and now they're you know have a fire and a zest for life because of movement and you know that's the real adventures that that's the you know the part that I live for the real adventures of seeing people actually, you know, transform. What is it? They say, all right, you know what, Joe, I couldn't, I couldn't do a squat before. Look at me now doing squats and I'm doing all the things you taught me. I didn't like quinoa before. Look now I'm eating quinoa. <laughs> you know, I didn't like kale. I'm eating kale. And, and those are the things that, that, you know, those are the adventures that I, um, that I love. Wow. Definitely, definitely. And um, we are coming close to the end of our interview, but I want to ask you two more questions. So the last question, well, second to last question is, you know, do you have a focus group, a, a group of people that you target um, 
when you're when you're doing fitness or is it just like or is it there a certain group of people that directly come to you um and could you talk a little bit more about that uh yes i at the beginning i did not really target i just say women who has experience um you know trauma some type of trauma um, which was sort of targeted but when you think about it the statistics one in every three women have been sort of sexual abuse assaulted in some way like the, the the statistics statistics is very alarming so that's a lot of people when i did that target so and then i narrowed it down to you know that same thing you know women who've been through trauma and looking to find a way and to use exercise as that movement and coping mechanism but also professional women and moms because i think those are the ones that kind of put self-care a lot on the back burner because there are so many things to so many people mm-hmm. and and then well i realized it because i started getting all of my clients are professional women and and some are moms some may not be mom but they are all in that area where their career is you know high-powered career and um you know home life is you know kids who, who, you know, the ones that do have kids, the one that don't, it's just a constant struggle and battle between, you know, the career, the home family life, and there's no time for themselves. So I teach them where, hey, listen, we could carve out some time and you could get your time where you can fuel your tank and fill yourself up emotionally, mentally, physically, and be ready for the career your you know your family or or not if you don't have a family um so that has been my um the people that's coming to me and yeah i narrow the focus into okay this is it here um yeah awesome that is truly wonderful and my final question i like to leave folks with is what do you want to leave the audience with what type of you know advice information task tangible step just anything you want to leave the audience with the listeners with for today what what i would say actionable step will be move use movement as the mechanism that it is uh our body was our bodies are made to move so when you're not moving you are losing it Uh, it's just plain and simple if you don't use it you're gonna lose it you get to 30 you get to Mm -hmm. 35 and you realize that your bones are cracking up because you know you're not (laughs) accustomed to a fitness routine um you know you don't want to get to that place so if if you don't have a fitness journey start one now not next monday not when the month starts not next year not when your birthday comes around but now you got to start now 10 to 15 minutes a day it's all it takes to get you in the game you heard it here get moving move that body move that mind move that spirit move those stomachs um (laughs) you gotta just keep it moving movement is key guys and um i read somewhere it's like you know your muscles atrophy if you don't move them and so do every part of your existence if you're not thinking right if you're not moving right if you're not doing anything it will atrophy and that means it will just stop functioning and then when you're trying Mm -hmm. to use it now five six seven years later it's like why it's not working the way it used to? I used to be so great at this. I could, you know, used to be able to do f- 10 flips and then mm-hmm. 25 <laughs> jumping jacks right after. Mm-hmm. Now I can't even do a one jumping jack or a push up. Yep. <laughs> so move it or you lose it. Um, yeah. Guys, if you want to see more information about Joy, it will be in the caption section. Uh, definitely check out joyfitworld.com. 
and you know reach out get fit and connect with joy and i will catch you on the next episode of doing the most the misadventures of entrepreneurship thank you so much for being here with us today joy thank you thank you for having me you're very welcome thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of doing the most catch us here next week same time same place if you can't wait head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected Until next time, keep on doing.